Hi folks, be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. Well, it's Tuesday, and a lot of you folks know already where I'm headed. We have the one, the only, Dr. History in the studio, and good morning, sir. Good morning, Zab. Beautiful day out there today. You know, you just, when, when Idaho is beautiful... It's oh, beautiful. The crops, the spuds, the oh, hay, the grain, all. I know it. Looking and did you great. notice how this grain is turning? Oh, wow. Yeah, already. Yeah, look at that field right out here. Yeah. Man, a lot. Beautiful. Hey, by the way, a little bit of uh, knowledge. Lance Durrell, the author of the book about Custer's Battle, right. had invited you and I to the battlefield this summer, this month, as a matter of fact. Yes. And due to extenuating circumstances and everything, all of us have kind of pulled our hats off the rack and said maybe next year maybe next year i was really looking forward to that i was too yeah so i want to say hi to a few people good go ahead real quick james back in fort wayne indiana heard from him joshua back in wisconsin what part i'm not sure but he's cutting his second crop of hay okay (laughs) getting ready to haul that in charles in tennessee actually played three years of college football and he works on a farm and dennis over in oregon has made some suggestions so i appreciate and they all listen to us they do it's amazing well i'll tell you what to all of you out there whether you're cutting hay baling hay or whatever god bless you yes very much so today zeb we're going to go to a place that's Within an hour drive for you and me. Where's that? Massacre Rocks. Yes. Yes. And you I, know, I have driven through there a thousand times, and I just want to say this before you start. I've often wondered what it was like that yeah. day at Massacre Rocks up by American Falls. And every time I travel through there, I picture the Indians on one side, the wagon trains. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about. But uh, So, folks, go to your uh, Google and type in Massacre Rocks. It's right along south-central Idaho, uh, right along the Snake River on the south side. Absolutely. But it was also called Gate of Death or Devil's Gate, and I didn't realize that. But immigrants gave this name to this narrow passage of the trail through the rocks because of the fear of ambush by the Indians. So during the mid-1800s, the Raft River Valley was full of pioneers as they traveled on their way to Oregon. Oregon and California. By 1862, the Oregon Trail and California Trails crossing through Raft River were well-traveled, lots and lots of pioneers. And many wagon companies were just a few miles apart from each other uh, just prior to their arrival in Raft River. The pioneers traveled through a valley where the volcanic rock was as plentiful as was sagebrush. The Snake River bordered that section of the trail, and the travelers often took advantage of the cool waters to relax and fish. The pioneers usually traveled safely, and Indian attacks were the exception rather than the rule. And most pioneers actually died from disease or accident uh, and, you know, found themselves... sometimes in the middle of a skirmish but one little humorous thing that happened there so as you travel on the oregon trail as you get out towards raft river the california trail cuts off to the left Mm -hmm. okay there's a family couldn't decide whether to go to california or oregon 
So just before they got to the split, they decided to let the oxen choose. So they turned the oxen loose, and they turned left, and they went to California. You're kidding me. <laughs> so the year's 1862 was one of the worst for Indian attacks in southern Idaho. During the first week period in August, a series of massacres occurred over 100 miles of trail. So not just at Massacre Rocks. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and for the severity and the consistency was unequaled. The gold rush to California in 1849 had started a migration of immigrants that was just kept growing and growing more and more. And, of course, watching the caravans of wagons rumbling over the old trails, the Indians became restless. And during the early 1860s, they started a campaign of attacks that kept the cavalry constantly on the move. These were the Shoshone Bannocks? Yeah. Yep. And there might have been some other tribes, too, involved. I'm not sure. Okay. But uh, it was that incredible second week in August in 1862, that's what we're going to talk about, that is kind of stamped indelibly in the pages of Idaho history. Now, one of these skirmishes, an Indian attack on an immigrant train moving west over the Oregon Trail, gave the name Massacre Rocks to this formation along the river. That's where it started. So it was reported that south of Massacre Rocks on August 3rd, a wagon train of 40 people had been ambushed. Now, it was referred to later as the Methodist train because of the number of religious people of that faith. Now, you said south of the Massacre Rocks. Yeah, they say south of. But uh, anyway, it was thought that about 15 women and children had been carried off by the Indians and all the rest of the party were killed, except one man who miraculously escaped. And the story goes that he may have swum across across the river to escape. Really? Yeah. So on August 6th, three days later, the Indians struck again near the same place. This time it was a group of packers from the Willamette Valley. One was killed and the others managed to escape with their lives, but nothing else. Now, three days later, on August 9th, a train from Iowa with a bunch of wagons, uh, not sure how many, was also ambushed by the Indians at the mouth of the City of Rocks. So we've got quite a stretch of land there. So again, folks, look on, Google City of Rocks, Massacre Rocks, and then you'll kind of see the geography of, of what we're talking about. You know, about. wouldn't they be better off if they're Googling everything to start up by Pocatello? As a focal yes, point? actually, yes. They'd be better off. Yeah, and look at the Oregon Trail yeah. where it went. So, like I say, they uh, were at the City of Rocks, close to it, and due to their number and the firepower, this caravan, after corralling their wagons, managed to uh, repulse the first attack that hit, hit them around noon. The Indians, after failing on this first encounter, they contended themselves on a second try in rounding up a herd of 50 cattle that had been taken, that had been left outside the barricade. And after a day and night of attacks, uh, the Indians retired to the cover of some rocks uh, for a council of war, and now the whites reversed uh, the tables, and with a large, well-armed contingent, they left the barricade and surprised the Indians at their council meeting. Really? It was successful. Uh, They were taken completely by surprise, and they had to mount their ponies and take off. So very few immigrants were killed in that episode, and they didn't. They did lose some of their stock, though. Well, now let me ask you. Right up the road, I say nowadays. Right up the road at uh, Pocatello or Fort Hall. Right now, was Fort Hall in existence in 1862? Yes. It yeah. was. Yeah, so so they, there these, were members of the cavalry there and the army right. right there. And these people that came through probably came through. Fort Hall. Okay. But, you know, when you think about settlers, and the books I've read, you know more about this than I would. As far as having a lot of ammunition and a lot of firepower, they didn't have that much. No, No, they 
you know, they didn't plan on that. So, but, you know, the day before on August 8th, two Indian attacks happened almost at the same time in different parts. Uh, the Smith train entered the west approach of the City of Rocks. They heard the howls and the yelling of the Indians as they approached, and without previous warning from behind the limestone formations, all 11 wagons, along with 16 horses, were taken uh, as the Indians uh, completely outnumbered uh, this unfortunate group. So the report here is... And all the people were killed? Uh, it doesn't exactly say that, but we don't know. For sh- There's some incomplete things. We just don't know everything about what happened there. But because the report is a little bit indefinite. One newspaper account says that there were some survivors, uh, although it doesn't say how they escaped or how many were there. There were there. Uh, the article mentions, quote, the immigrants were saved by a party near their settlement to the south. So there were some settlers around. You know, the next incident that happened at approximately the same time east of Fort Hall, Okay, that's way back. Yeah, way East of Fort, Bo- uh, Fort Hall. That reveals the uh, self-preservation is kind of a basic in man's nature. This was the Yates train, 15 wagons, 40 men, and a number of women. Now, this caravan was assaulted in a ravine in a thick growth of poplar trees. The wagons, unfortunately, were far apart when the Indians attacked. The ten front wagons formed a corral, and they kind of forsook the remaining five, and three of these besieged wagons managed to break through and join the main group, but the remaining two wagons were left to their fate uh, to the Indians. Now, were most of those wagons, this might sound like an obscure question, but were most of the wagons led by oxen or horses? We don't know. We We don't know. We do know that mostly it was wagon or oxen and mules because that's really a slow kind of a yeah. retreat or circular to get yeah. out of the line of fire yeah so these this 15 uh wagons 10 of them made the circle three of them made it in there the other two didn't make it wow. and so anyway it says that three men attempted to come to their uh the aid of these immigrants but after the first volley of the indian fire returned quickly to the main corral so the but, indians were using rifles too yeah oh yeah. i didn't so the records show that the next day the main group did manage to fight its way out uh, with a run for safety. Reports show that in all, seven were killed and two wounded. Now, again, near Massacre Rocks along the Snake River, we're back to that area, <clears throat> uh, on August 9th, the original train that was attacked was known as the George W. Adams Party. However, before it was over, it was to be joined by several other wagon trains arriving on the scene while the battle was going on. So basically, to use the term, this was kind of a freeway way back then. Right. And so there were maybe only a few miles between some of the wagon trains. Really? So they heard the fracas. And they joined up. Yeah. So this indicates that Again, there was a lot of traffic that went over the Oregon Trail. Uh, there's an account by a guy named Swaysley, uh, one of the party, and he kind of gives a graphic description of how the wagon train was hit while about 10 miles this side of American Falls. Uh, when the onslaught first occurred, the wagons were again widely separated, and it was difficult for the wagon master, Adams, to get them to form into a corral. And seeing they were greatly outnumbered by the Indians, the immigrants did a, immigrants did a strange thing. Somehow they managed to leave their wagons and escape to what they hoped would be safety. And in this maneuver, three men and one woman were killed 
and a number wounded. The author says that by evening during the battle, several other wagon trains came upon the scene. So it was quite a menagerie of wagons that kept coming in and in. Hmm, I didn't know that. I I didn't know it was that uh, well used. Yeah. So the amazing report states that during the remainder of the night and in the morning of August 10th, wagons came in to such an extent that a corral of 86 wagons was formed. And this, however, still had to uh, stay off the repeated attacks of over 300 well-armed Indians. So the battle continued, and during this strange outdoor drama, more wagon trains arrived, uh, stopped at this uh, place by the Indians, and according to the eyewitnesses, uh, he says, quote, we now had a company of 112 wagons, and the several trains joined for the purpose of mutual defense. 112, Zeb. That's hard to even fathom. But, uh, anyway, the writer says uh, says the battle raged for three days due to the increased number of whites arriving, and uh, the Indians on the third day, one of their chiefs might have been killed or something, but they withdrew, and... Uh, you know, the amount of stock and everything that was lost, uh, 90 head of cattle, cash. Oh they figured they got $17,500 in cash from looting the, the wagons. Uh, the Indians did? They, yeah. They, what they, was their need for cash? I think they could use it. I think they could go to trading posts at very pla- various places. Really? Yeah. But I, I do have here um, some actual... Um, from a journal of a gal by the name of Jane Gould. She was a member of the Wilson train, traveling with her family, and here's what she said in her journal. We traveled till about 4 or 5 in the afternoon when we, from the back end of the wagon train, saw those on ahead all get out of their wagons. In a short time, the word came back that a train six miles on ahead had been attacked by the Indians and some were killed. And she continues, she says, she wrote of ten wagons being plundered and of Charles Bullwinkle being killed while protecting his possessions. He was shot eight times. His dog was shot four times before they would let them go to the wagon. And she continues, she says, the attackers grabbed everything they could carry. They took all they had in the wagon except for his trunks and books and papers. It was supposed they took $6,000 from him and tore the cover from his wagon. Later, the Indian chief taunted the pioneers by wearing some of Bullwinkle's clothes. He appeared in a suit of Bullwinkle's, and she said Captain Adam's son was killed while pursuing the Indians, and his daughter was left mortally wounded during the attack. She died three days later and was buried in Raft River. Captain Adam's daughter died from the effects of her wound. She was buried in a box made out of a wagon box. Uh, Adams lost one son and one daughter, mm-hmm. all of his teams, and most of his $4,000. He was left dependent on the bounty of strangers. So, you know, Zeb, I, I, I've been doing this for a long time. And there are some people out there that say, you know, Supposedly, there was only one person killed in that massacre rocks, or two people, or this or that. And some of them kind of joke that massacre rocks really wasn't all that big of a deal. But if you read, 
you know, from, well, as I said, the east side of Fort Hall, clear over to City of Rocks, that's about 100 miles. Yeah, I was going to say, it almost resembles kind of a, a war zone, right. if you will, that they had to travel through. Now, why, I guess one of the obvious questions I have, why wasn't there uh, kind of a security force from Fort Hall provided to these settlers? You know, this all took place within about a week. Oh, really? Yeah, a week to 10 days. So I think... You know, as the as the wagon trains came across, you know the the Indians saw more and more and more, you know, and you know the bad thing is I know that there are some settlers that as they came across, they would see Indians and they just take a shot at them, just for no reason, yeah. just take yeah. and, you know, and this did not sit well with the Indians, Absolutely. obviously. Yeah. So to say they were uh, justified in, in attacking the wagon trains. Well, who knows? But, uh, like I say, there's about a 100-mile stretch there that within about a week, they, in fact, they refer to this as Horror Week on at Massacre Rocks. Then what happened? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that maybe the cavalry came into play. Was, was there a curtailment by the tribes to basically pull back? I think this is about when Colonel Connor started taking action in that area. I see. And... Colonel Patrick Connor, or, and uh, so, but from Fort Hall down to the uh, pass there at American Falls, Massacre Rocks. If a detachment of soldiers had left, let's say at seven o'clock in the morning, and at a good steady trot uh, aimed southward towards or westward towards the Massacre Rocks, easily they could have been there probably in a day and a half hard ride. Hard ride. I, I'm saying even. Sooner, sooner, I think, yeah. I, I would yeah. think, yeah. yeah. So, but then again, did they know at Fort Hall what was happening? Well, that's what this question was. As far as weren't there some perhaps gallopers that left the wagon trains and went back to seek help from the army, or what? <laughs> yeah, that's a question we'll never know. How big a post was that? You know, Fort Hall was a. Of course, it really was a trading post for the mountain men. Yeah. Uh, and there's quite a few mountain men that would come down and spend the winter there at Fort Hall. So, as far as the actual cavalry, I know that there. Uh, I can't remember the name of the colonel that was in charge of that uh, uh, Fort Hall, but there was a contingent. Uh, of the cavalry yeah. there. I think this is worth another look, another story at another date on yeah. this program. There's a lot of interesting things happened up in that yeah. area. And what Keith was talking about, yeah. in the 1920s, that's when a businessman set up a shop and I think even a small gas station. Uh, yeah, a small gas station and, and even a little motel. Yeah. And that's when he called him, uh, referred to it as massacre. Real quick, when you drive through there, even today, and I've been through there, I'll bet you, without exaggerating, a thousand times yeah. at least a thousand times you still get kind of an eerie feeling i look up at those hills yes so oh, and yeah. I, I can just see all those indians lined up that's exactly the feeling i've got too <laughs> dr history thank you you bet excellent job we'll talk to you next tuesday when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer mail checks invoices documents and everything you need to keep your business running Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.